0: Welcome back to the Squared Sports podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Landon Frank, and we're kicking off season four of Scored Sports today with episode 143. Season one in 2020, season two 2021, season three 2022, and now season four, tail end of 2023. Let's hop into it. Great episode. NFL trade allowance today. World Series going on. James Harden just got traded in the NBA. College ball playoff rankings just got released, and so much more. So stay tuned for an action-packed. Episode 143, let's hop into it. Let's start off, episode 143, how we always do, the headlines in the NBA. First thing to go over in the NBA right now, James Harden gets traded from the Philadelphia 76ers over to the Los Angeles Clippers. That's exactly what James Harden wanted. He wanted to trade to the Clippers, didn't want to be a part of that Sixers organization anymore, and he's done with that. But what I find interesting is how they got fleeced. They got role players. They got Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum, a few other guys, and then a first-round pick. For James Harden, this world-renowned superstar, and that's great for the Clippers. For the Sixers side things, I don't get it. And you're also giving up P.J. Tucker in that deal. Yes, you're getting rid of James Harden, but you couldn't have a better deal. that. You really couldn't have. I highly doubt that. I don't like this trade at all for the 76ers. I think it's great for Harden the Clippers, not so great for the rest of the league. We're going to talk about that later on in the episode. How much power these players have in trades. Not just in the NBA. NFL too. Chase Young gets traded today in the NFL. Montez Sweat gets traded today in the NFL. Talk about that in the NFL headlines. But James Harden, absolute steal going over to the Los Angeles Clippers. Cam Thomas has been a tear so far for the Brooklyn Nets. This is guy last season when KD and Kyrie got traded. He went off for about... Five games. Now, it's about only five games right now, but he's still on a tear. Doesn't like to pass the ball much, but he's averaging over 25 points per game. He's on a tear. Cam Thomas, that's what we like to see. Rising superstar up in Brooklyn. Maybe he can beat an all-star this season. A guy who isn't looking like a rising star, in my opinion, is Skew Henderson of the Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers took this guy at number two overall with a lot of faith in them. They said, Damien Lillard, moving out of that era, we're moving to the Skew Henderson era. Damien Lillard was amazing as a rookie. Skew Henderson... Now it's only the first five games. Not so great. 11 points per game, I think. Maybe even a little lower than that. Hasn't been great so far. Very inefficient shooting the ball. Scott Anderson, not so great. But Victor Omiyama, the guy went what pick before him, he's been an absolute terror. Victor Omiyama, first game of his NBA career, didn't go so great. Got bullied a little bit by Dallas Mavericks. Then his second game of his NBA career goes off against Houston Rockets. He's been great ever since then. Greg Popovich and Victor Omiyama seem to be working perfectly with that offense going together. Spurs, team to watch out for this season. The Bucks, Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Saw a little glimpse of them on opening night. What Damian Lillard can do against a great team like the Philadelphia 76ers. Giannis Antetokounmpo played great in that one. So we like to see Bucks. Can they be title contenders this season? Nikola Jokic, his Nuggets have been on tear. They beat the Lakers on opening night. And Nikola Jokic, another interesting fact right here. 107 career triple-doubles now. The same amount as LeBron James in his career. He has officially reached greatness. Won the championship last year. He has greatness now. 107 triple doubles. That's more than MJ. It's more than Jason Kidd. That's more than LeBron James. So you like to see Nikola Jokic. 107 triple doubles. Sam's LeBron. Like I said, let's move to the NFL. We action packed week number eight. Buffalo Bills. They took down Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday night football. Would have win that was for them. But things got a little bit shaky. I picked the Buccaneers. Great Hail Mary attempt by Baker Mayfield. At the end of that game, Chris Godwin could have very easily caught that. Very easily some passing interferences on that play. They're not going to call it because then the mall gets moved to the one-yard line. They don't want to fear that. They don't want that happening. Well, the game gets altered by that, but Bills almost lost that game. Still, they've improved to 5-3 and three on the season. The Cowboys, they destroyed the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. It caused surprise to me, because this Rams offense, Matthew Stafford, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, decent running game, Sean McVay. Let's see what they can do. They didn't do anything. That defense struggled. Aaron Dolan, the leader of that defense, didn't do much. They're missing those big pieces from last season. Hence, Jalen Ramsey from that surfboard run. What a great game he had. His first week with the Miami Dolphins. He had a pick. He had a forced fumble. No catches. Dolphins. Team look out for right there. But Jalen Ramsey, that's kind of what the uh, Rams are missing right there. Cowboys, great winner for them. Vikings, they took a win over the Green Bay Packers, but with a massive cost to it. Kirk Cousins, Pro Bowl quarterback, out for the season. Torn Achilles might have just played his last snap with the Minnesota Vikings as his contract is up after the season. Yes, they trade for Josh Dobbs today, but looks like they're going to go with Jaron Hall, rookie quarterback, to start out their next few games over Josh Dobbs with Kirk Cousins being injured for the rest of the season. How can the Vikings fare in those next few games? Leave your thoughts in the comments. This might be a new direction for the Vikings. Can they trade up in the draft, get a quarterback like a Caleb Williams, like a J.J. McCarthy, like a Michael Penix, like a Drake May? Let's see what they do this offseason. Minnesota Vikings. the Titans, they decided to go with Will Levis over Malik Willis when Ronitano got hurt, and boy, did it pay off. What a game that was for Will Levis. Helping that meet in fantasy. I have DeAndre Hopkins on my team in fantasy. What a game that was for him. 30 points. Only three touchdowns all season for DeAndre Hopkins. Came at the perfect time with Will Levis as a starting quarterback. They're going to start Levis again on Thursday Night Football as the looks Ryan Tannehill is going to still be injured. Even after that, is Will Levis that guy? This Tennessee Titans team. Only two wins in the season going into that game. Now three. Will Levis reached Ryan Tannehill's passing touchdown a in season in the first half of that game. He's a gunslinger. Looks great. Looks like a young Matthew Stafford. Looks like a young NFL great quarterback. That's what we want to see. I will love this. What a great game that was for him right there. And the Tennessee Titans. Dolphins. Just talk about them. They won 31-17 to over New England Patriots. John Ramsey. Big not one. Jets won the absolute slugfest. Worst game of the season. Worst game of the decade this week over the New York Giants. They were very close to losing a game against a team that had negative 9 passing yards. The worst in NFL history. Giants defense. But also the Jets defense. Clap up for both these teams right here on their defense side of the ball. Offense, bit of an atrocity. Daniel Jones was out again this one. Tyrod Taylor took his place. Tyron Taylor got, had to go to the hospital early in the first half. Then Tommy DeVito, probably didn't know who he was, used to be a Syracuse quarterback, was Illinois quarterback last season, and played decently well, I guess you could say, from the New York Giants for what they were giving him. Scored a rushing touchdown, had no completions because they didn't let him throw the ball. He's probably going to have to start again this week. But the Giants... Almost won that game. They probably should have won that game. Got a sack on fourth down with a minute left. All they had to do was run the ball, get a first down, and they got to fourth and one. Decided not to go for it. Missed the field goal. Went to overtime after the Jets got a field goal. And that was it for the rest of the game. Jets won that game. Really disappointing as a Giants fan. That one. It's a very winnable game that can get you back into that playoff race, get you to three and five. Now you're seeing that two and six. Different story, in my opinion. Jaguars, they got a close win with Pittsburgh Steelers. Big question with calls in there, but Matt Canada, still the worst offensive coordinator in the NFL. Panthers took down the Texans on Sunday. It's a big game for both teams in my opinion because Bryce Young number one overall pick doesn't have a win yet. He's 0-6. The guy went number two. CJ Stroud well he's on tear. They have a winning record. Defense playing well. Offense playing well. Everyone's saying, why didn't Carolina draft this guy? This guy looks like an all-pro. This guy looks like he can be a Hall of Famer not Bryce Young. Bryce Young kind of shut them all up. Won that game on Sunday over CJ Stroud. That's what you like to see of a young first overall pick in Bryce Young. Seahawks 5-2 on the season. What a win that was for them in the closing seconds versus Cleveland Browns. I can't really see either of those teams being 5-2, and two, but the winner of that game was going to be 5-2. and two. Kind of surprising to me in my opinion. They were both in that situation. Seahawks, 5-2. and two. Jack Smith and Jigba gets trusted by his quarterback. Geno Smith gets that bubble screen touchdown. What a win that is for them. Denver Broncos, some things are starting to go on right now. They have some mojo now. What a win that was for you over the Kansas City Chiefs. First win over the Chiefs since 2015. What a win that is. That's what you like to see. They've played them two times every season since 2015, and they have never won a game. Now they win a game the first time outside of the Peyton Manning era against the Kansas City Chiefs. Kind of thing right there. Broncos, win for you right there. Patrick Ramos may have had the flu. Could still play well. Didn't play well in that one. Broncos, got a win. Ravens, they got a win over the Arizona Cardinals. This team just keeps on improving. Week after week, Lamar Jackson looks like a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, and his defense looks elite. That's all I like to see out of the Baltimore Ravens. Cincinnati Bengals, they got a great win over the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. And that's a great one in my opinion, because Bengals struggled really badly the start of the season. got some really bad losses, had a really bad loss to the Tennessee Titans, 27-3. And now you look at this game, you're saying, huh, Bengals won that game. They're 4-3 right now. That's not so bad. Joe Burrow started out 0-2. No team had made the playoff 0-2 in this new playoff era. Joe Burrow and his Bengals. Might look like that first team and do it. Bengals would have won that issue right there. Chargers, they started out on Sunday Night Football, and they absolutely did what they needed to do. They played Smash Mouth Football for an hour. They played great. Would have won that issue right there over Tyson Badgen. Those are the games you're supposed to win. They did do. Brandon Staley like keeps his job for at least one more week, you could say. And Detroit Lions maybe just ended Josh McDaniel's coaching career as head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. Jameer Gibbs out the whole entire Las Vegas Raiders team. That wasn't Devonta Adams' last game as a Raider, even though it should have been. With well, a win that is free right there. Detroit Lions, Jared Goff, played well enough. Dan Campbell gets his guys going. Gets another one for them And the MLB. Got the World Series going on right now. 2-1 Rangers at the time of this recording. Series might be over. World Series might be over after this episode gets released. But Rangers, my early playoff prediction from the beginning of the playoffs, looking like it can still be them. Adolis Scaristia, the hero from that game one, off the playoff roster now due to injury. Same with Max Scherzer. It's a big blow for you right there. Arguably your best hitter and pitcher. Both off the roster right now. It's not even the Scherzer part that's big, because Scherzer probably wasn't gonna start another game in this World Series. It's the Adois Garcia part of things. That's a guy in your lap every game who's been crushing the ball for you. And now he's not gonna play. He has the most RBIs ever, and that would be postseason, not even halfway through World Series, and now he's off the roster. That's not what you like to see. That's injury, that's sports. But you don't really see that in the World Series. That's what's tough about it all. Addois Garcia out the rest of the World Series. Let's finish things up in the headlines right here with some soccer. The Ballon d'Or, MVP of European football, you could call it. Lionel Messi gets it for the eighth time in his career. And a Premier League player, still hasn't gotten it in over 10 years. Probably should have gone to Erling Holland. who was rookie in the Premier League last season. Had the most goals ever in a European League season. Still, didn't win it over Lionel Messi. Attributed that to the World Cup. Last thing in soccer, right here, we had El Clásico Barcelona versus Real Madrid on Sunday. Big for La Liga, their Spanish league. Jude Bellingham looking like a rising star in the soccer game. Had a great comeback for them. Had both goals for Real Madrid to seal that win. That's about for the headlines. Leave your thoughts and comments. Now, Schoolyard Sports NFL Game Day. Let's hop into it. We got a lot of great games in the NFL this week. Back to the bye weeks after having. 16 NFL games last week. We got some interesting games this week, though. Dolphins versus Chiefs out in Germany. That's a good game right there. Chargers-Jets, Monday Night Football, Ravens-Seahawks. Let's get into all those great games in the NFL this week. Starting off with Titans versus Steelers Thursday Night Football. Will Levis... Getting the ball in this one, Kenny Pickett says there's no chance he doesn't play in this one, and he gets embarrassed by Will Levis and this Tennessee Titans team. Derrick Henry didn't get traded deadline. Probably would have if they didn't see what Will Levis did last Sunday. He has them in a playoff position in my opinion. If he's a starter for that season, now I know I'm overreacting. I know it's just one game, but I'm liking it. I like Will Levis. I like the gunslinging. I like the gun show that he's got going on right now. Will Levis uses his receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, uses Derrick Henry. And that defense steps up big. Titans over the Steelers. Matt Canada's last game as the offense coordinator for the Steelers. Hopefully. Praying for you, Steelers fans. Let's get Matt Canada out of Pittsburgh. Dolphins versus Chiefs out in Germany. One of those Germany NFL games, international. NFL games, Tyreek Hill does not make his return to Kansas City. Or vice versa, Patrick Mahomes plays him in Miami. Be a neutral site in this one. I like the Dolphins this one. Patrick Mahomes probably might still have the flu by that game. Not even that. I think Chiefs offense wasn't so great last week. Still won't be great this week. Dolphins' defense has been really solid. That secondary is really improving with Jalen Ramsey there now. Xavier Howard is going to be there. They locked down the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs' receivers didn't look great last week. Sky Moore didn't play well. she Rice didn't play well. It just didn't look good all around the field. Running game with Pacheco wasn't great. Travis Kelsey couldn't get open much. Let's go with the Dolphins over the Chiefs. They get their first win over a 500 team since that win over the Bills week 3 last season. That's kind of crazy to think about. Dolphins over the Chiefs. Vikings versus Falcons. I like the Vikings this one. Falcons kind of started off the season really well. Their record didn't really resemble that. Desmond Ritter has played awful these past few games. Bijan Robinson hasn't played much. Arthur Smith doesn't know how to use his players. Let's get him out of there. Arthur Smith, I believe you're a good coach. I thought you were a good coach in the jump. You're not showing it. You're not calling plays that you're a good coach. You'd rather play Cordero Patterson or Tyler Algier over your top 10 guy, Bijan Robinson. You'd rather not use Drake London. And Calipitz, the guys who took top 10 overall. He has drafted Drake London, Calipitz, and Bijan Robinson on the top 10, and he has utilized them 0% of the time. He's had quarterbacks like Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota start for them, who have done nothing. Might be behind the key in this one, doesn't matter. Vikings, Jaron Hall gets his first career win and his first career start over the Atlanta Falcons. Rams versus Packers, it's kind of a battle of two teams with a lot of talent that aren't showing it right now. I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think they finally get a win. With Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua in the same lineup, they need it right here desperately for their playoff chances. Packers look like they started off the season well—only two wins. Two wins. For the Green Bay Packers. Rams over the Packers. Seahawks versus Ravens. Seahawks are five and two. Ravens on a tear right now. I'm gonna go with the Ravens in this one. Lamar Jackson, like I said in the headlines, playing like a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Running game solid enough. They didn't get a big player at the running back position trade deadline. Some thought they could have gone maybe. Derrick Henry. Maybe he got somebody better. With JK Dobbins after the season for them. That's a blow for them. Maybe they want to go with the long term. Keep JK Dobbins as a starting running back for the future. But let's go with the Ravens over the Seahawks. Cowboys versus Eagles. Arguably the game of the week. This NFC East showdown. So I'm going to be up in Philadelphia. Doesn't matter. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm actually a Cowboys hater, in my opinion. But let's go with the Cowboys in this one. I think Dak Prescott plays well enough. Tony Pollard does good enough. And his defense, elite, in my opinion, Jalen Hurts, they throw the ball too much. That's what I'm gonna say right there. They throw the ball way too much. That's why Kenneth Gainwell at halftime replying to tweets saying, I should get the ball more. That's a lapse in judgment by him to reply to a tweet at halftime, but it's true. You have such a good offensive line. Yeah, you're throwing the ball fifty times a game with Jalen Hurts, and that's why you're in a seven point game shootout with Sam Howell for the second time in the past four weeks. I don't like it from the Philadelphia Eagles. Cowboys over the Eagles. Bills versus Bengals. It's a game that we didn't get to see last year. Got cut short in the first quarter last year because of the unfortunate events with Damar Hamlin. But Bengals win right here. Bengals, 4-3. They improved to 5-3. I think the Bills are frauds. I've been saying that from the jump. I like this Bengals team, especially after what I saw last week. Joe Mixon, run the ball well. Joe Burrow finds the receivers at an amazing right. Let's go with the Bengals over the Bills in this one. And to close it out, my Night football, Chargers versus Jets. I've been on the Jets all the season long. After what I saw last week, what I saw last week was an atrocity. Great by the defense. What was that offense? Where was Brees Hall? Where was Dalvin Cook? Most importantly, why is Zach Wilson fumbling the ball two times? Why is he still having these turnovers? Why is he still playing like a rookie quarterback? I can do better than that. Let's go with the Chargers over the Jets. Chargers played great on defense last week. Justin Herbert played great. Chargers over the Jets. Brand Sealey keeps his job one more time. Let's go, Chargers over the Jets. That's about bat for the Squirt sports NFL game this week. Now, top five. This week's top five is my top five teams in college basketball. You might say, What do you got to do with college basketball right now? It's football and baseball season. Well, college basketball right around the corner starts next Tuesday. I'm going to give you my hot takes and everything next Tuesday, next episode 144. Well, on this one, I'm going to give you my top five teams in college basketball. This is way different than what the NCAA poll looks like. NCAA poll, you can see teams like Marquette in there, Michigan State in there. What I saw from Michigan State last season was they made the Sweet 16 off a lucky run and they lost the game. They should have won. They lost games. to teams like Michigan. They shouldn't have lost to. They're not top five. Marquette's not top five because what I saw from them last year was a bad round 32 loss to Michigan State. Marquette might return one player, Tyler Kulik. What I just saw from them was in a secret scrimmage. They lost to Michigan, my Wolverines, one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. So, let's go to top five teams in college basketball jump at the season. Number five, the Kentucky Wildcats. I love this Kentucky team. Full of freshmen, but that's exciting in college basketball. Aaron Bradshaw is going to be a great center for them. Rob Dillingham, one of the best forwards in the country can shoot from anywhere on the court. Great three-level score. DJ Wagner. A few other guys, Antonio Reeves, coming back from last year, he'll be a fifth-year senior. A lot of good infusion of youth on this team. A team that really needed that. Last year, they kind of only played through Oscar Sheeboe, and that's what hindered them, in my opinion. So, they won't have that season. Number five, Kentucky. Number four, Texas Longhorns. Everybody's sleeping on Texas right now, except me. Churn guys like Dylan Dissu, who was out in that lead eight last year. They won that game with Dylan Dissu. They probably would have made the Final Four, in my opinion, if Dylan Dissu plays in that game. Brought back another guy and brought Cunningham. Tyrese uh, Hunter's still back. One of the best guards in the country. They just got Max Amos from Oral Roberts, who averaged 30 points per game last season. Texas, team like got right here. Rodney Terry, year two, was a head coach for them. Four, Texas. Three, Houston Cougars in the Big 12 now. It's going to be interesting to see how they do. In the American Conference last year, absolutely dominated that conference. But now, you're in the Big 12. How's that going to fare for you? You're going to be playing teams like Kansas, number one in the country. Teams like Texas. Teams like Oklahoma. Kansas State. That's why I'm excited to see right here with Houston. This new conference realignment. They're number three for me. Jamal Shedd. Good player return for them. LJ Cryer coming back from that Baylor squad. He's going to transfer over to Houston this season. Kellen Sampson, back for another year. Most consistent coach in the country. You could say three Houston, number two, Kansas, Jayhawks, everybody. Hunter Dickinson, their biggest acquisition of the offseason. He goes from Michigan to Kansas. And from what I've seen, Hunter Dickinson, from his three years at Michigan, was overrated. Overrated. Hate to say it, but he's overrated. Michigan will play through Hunter Dickinson every game last season. In the games he didn't play, they won them. I take it back to Michigan, Ohio State, 2022. Hunter Dickinson doesn't play in that game, and Michigan wins it. Now, Michigan's good ride to the Sweet 16. They go through him the whole Speed 16 game. They lose that game. Freshman year from Michigan, they make it to Elite 8. They play through him that whole game. They lose that game. Cool, Kansas. You got the best center in the country. Can't play through him. Can't let him shoot five threes a game. That's what we tried to do last year. Kansas, I know I'm kind of ranting on you right now. There's still a lot of good about this team. Kevin McCullough coming back for another year. Bill Self coming back for another year. If he didn't have his health concerns last year and that's a big tournament, they could have made a really deep run, in my opinion. Let's go, Kansas. Two. Number one. Best team in college basketball. They might be number two in the a people. They're number one in the schoolyard. Sports ball. Duke Blue Devils, everybody. Kyle Filipowski could have been a lottery pick last year. He's back. He'll probably win the wooden award, in my opinion. Jared McCain, five-star, best point guard, coming out of the recruiting class. He's in this Duke Blue Devils squad now. Tyrese Proctor could have been a lottery pick last year. He comes back. Jamie Roach could have been a first-round pick. One of the best players that Duke has had in a long time. He's coming back for his fourth year, his senior year. A lot of good in this Duke basketball team. Sean Stewart, a few other guys. A lot of good to look out for on this team. Duke, number one. Year two, under John Shire. The reigning ACC champs started out last season at number one. That's about for my top five. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Now, did you know this week's team know it's a good one? Did you know the first ever college ball playoff rankings that everyone likes to freak out over? Me. I like to freak out over these. They might my Michigan over at number three. blasphemous they have the Ohio State Buckeyes number one that's ridiculous but has happened before the first ever college football playoff rankings show 2014 this week 2014 they had the Mississippi State Bulldogs at number one under Dan Miller that was kind of ridiculous at the time everyone's saying whoa Mississippi State at number one over LSU over Ohio State over Alabama over all these teams Mississippi State's number one for you well worked out for Mississippi State number one, hasn't really gotten any massive attention since then. They wanted to have a really bad season after that. Didn't make it to New York Six Bowl, made it to like the Music City Bowl. And away sort of from Mississippi State football program, being a top tier, top five, top number one. Again, didn't know that. Leave down in the comments. Just didn't know this week. Now, my spotlight this week, we're going to go over some big trades that have been in the sports world. Let's start out with James Harden going from the Philadelphia 76ers over to the Los Angeles Clippers. So prime example of a player having way too much power. Let me explain. James Arnaz has way too much power in a situation. He said, I don't like Daryl Morey. I don't like Nick Nurse. I don't like the Sixers. I'm not going to play for them. Let me go over to the Los Angeles Clippers. What the Sixers did was they said, okay, we'll get Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum, a first-round pick, and we'll also give you P.J. Tucker. What? That makes no sense to me. No sense. You can't train him to a random team. Train to the New Orleans Pelicans. What if you get a good player out of it? What if you get Kyra Lewis Jr., former top 10 pick? What if you get another first-round pick? You'd rather get all those role players for James Harden. James Harden. Doesn't make sense to me. Now, in the NFL, some more mind-boggling deals from one team, Washington Commanders. They have a great defensive line. They have Chase Young. They have Montez Sweat. They have Jonathan Allen and they have Deron Payne. All those guys are Pro Bowlers. All those guys are all pros. All those guys are amazing. They have no wins. No big wins, you could say. They have no manageable, big wins over the past few seasons that make you say, this team looks like they have all these guys and they can use it in a big way. They don't have a playoff win. They don't have anything else to show for it. They lost the playoff game to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they had a very bad year that year. I think they only won seven games. Like I said, great defensive line, nothing to show for it in wins. So they trade Montez Sweat today. They got a second-round pick for him. Okay, manageable. Second-round pick for a guy Montez Sweat, six sacks in the season. I get it. Now, Chase Young. Mike Tomlin said something a few years ago when they were playing to watch the Washington Commanders. He said, Chase Young, went up to him, he said, you're a guy that you gotta lose 15, 16 games for to get. So the Commanders did that year, and they got number two overall pick. And they selected Chase Young with that number two overall pick. And he had a great rookie year. Then he got injuries. He tore his ACL. And he's been a bit lackluster since then. But what makes you think you can't rebound from that? What makes you think that is worth a third-round pick? I'm going to get angry about this. Chase Young, like he said, a guy who was 15, 16 games for. You get him for a third-round pick. Third-round pick to the best team on the defense side in the football. San Francisco 49ers. You're going to have Nick Bosa on one end, Chase Young on one end. What makes the NFL quarterback see that and say, we're going to win that game? We're not going to take sacks that game. What doesn't scare an offensive line when they see that? Washington Commanders. That's a team you're going to have to go up against in the NFC. If you want to be contenders, Nick Bose is not retiring anytime soon. Neither is Chase Young. You couldn't get a first round pick. I think you could have gotten two or three first round picks for Chase Young. The Panthers, they always stand their ground with Brian Burns. A guy like Brian Burns, they say, We don't even want two first round picks for this guy. Chase Young, they say, Ah, oh, third round pick, we're good. I don't get it. Make it make sense. That's my trade spotlight for this week. Maybe players have too much power. Player spotlight for this week. Now, Scourge Sports fans, it is Halloween. The time is recording. Let's talk about, it's my costume for Halloween this year. Little Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, Got the Coach Prime hoodie going. Let me get the sunglasses. The gold Deion Sanders sunglasses that he always to wearing on the sideline. Let's talk about this Colorado football program here for a minute. They go up against UCLA on Saturday. Let me flex it right here. Sorry for the audio listeners. Got the Coach Prime hoodie on. Go watch this on YouTube. I'd score sports but Coach Prime and his squad take on the UCLA Bruins at the Rose Bowl on Saturday Travis Hunter had a great game two interceptions Shadur Sanders played well enough until he didn't get an injection because the offensive line was so bad the offensive line defense line is so bad Deion Sanders you got the skill players down and now he's saying I realize I made a mistake on I didn't get good linemen get good linemen I'm talking to Deion Sanders right now I need to get good linemen I need to get good linemen so we need to win the big football games my happy one, TCU not going to help you win against USC. Oregon, peg 12 teams that you're going to have to play next year. Kansas, they're good. Oklahoma State, Houston, not going to win those games with a bad offensive and defensive line. So Coach Prime, talk to you right here. That's what you need to do. Get those big offensive linemen, defense linemen, and they're your top program in the country. Happy Halloween, Scored Sports fans. Here's my Coach Prime costume for you. Now what a week of college football we had, everybody! Let's start out with the college football playoff rankings being dropped on Tuesday night, where they had the Ohio State Buckeyes number one, and my Michigan we on number three. I've got a bone to pick with right there. College football playoff committee having the Bulldogs number two behind the Ohio State Buckeyes. Don't agree with that. And you get my top twenty-five, my Squared Sports accurate college football playoff rankings in a minute. And after that, we're gonna do my hot takes of the week. But what a week we had in college football. Like I said. Kansas upsets Oklahoma. A few other good games. We may have seen Connor Stallion some more things than him. Maybe he was on the sideline that Central Michigan, Michigan State game. That whole thing goes deep as it can go. But let's get my top 25 for this week. 25, James Madison Dukes. Great team, James Madison Dukes. They were a powerhouse in the SCS. Now they're looking like a powerhouse to be in the FBS. What a great game they had last week. Now they're number 25 in the country. For me, higher in the college football playoff rankings. And the sad part is, they can't be eligible for a bowl game. Can't even be eligible for a bowl game. Because you have to wait five years. It's called the transition period. It's not make you feel uncomfortable. It's not make you feel pressured to win. So you have to wait five years to make the NCAA tournament in basketball and make a bowl game in football. Mind-boggling. We see it in basketball where a team that made the transition, they won their conference tournament, they can't make it. to the NCAA tournament. And now in college football, a team that just switched from FCS to FBS can't make a bowl game. Make it make sense. 25, James Madison. 24, Kansas Jayhawks. Like I said, big win over Oklahoma on Saturday. 23, Oklahoma State. They've got a big game against Oklahoma this Saturday. They beat Kansas, hence 23 over 24. 22, Utah. Utah, bad loss to Oregon on Saturday. Kind of ending their whole Pac-12 championship, hopes in my opinion. Bryson Barnes didn't play great in that one. Missing the gallic like Cam Rising. Missing Cam Rising. Kyle Wingham didn't play great in that one. But also, or didn't coach great in that one. But also, Bonix has this Oregon Ducks team looking like one of the best teams in the country. If they don't lose that game in Washington, which is a game I think they win nine times out of 10, neutral site, away game, home game, whatever it might be, they win that game nine times out of 10. Bonix and this team is the top three team in the country right now. That's what Oregon would have been, should have been. Utah, number 22. 21, UCLA. UCLA, they got the win over Colorado. Made the switch from Dante Moore to Ethan Garbers, and it's going pretty well right now. 21, UCLA. 20, USC, their showdown with Washington this week. You're going to have to wait to see my pick on that in the hot takes. 19, Fresno State, one of the best group of five teams. Sitting at 6-1 right now. 19, Fresno State. 18, Oregon State. Oregon State, you are at number 12 last week. Then you lose to Arizona. Now your CFP playoff hopes are done. Sorry, Deidre Ongelay, you're at number 18. 17, Air Force, bring it all out. Air Force Academy, undefeated right now. Service Academy, Air Force, undefeated, their high mile rankings. Number 17, a team you would never want to face in a bowl game, playoff game, whatever it might be. 17, Air Force. 16, Tulane. Tulane, only one loss this season. Ole Miss, close one game right there. So 16, Tulane. 15, LSU. Big showdown with Alabama this weekend. 14, Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame. Plays like a top five, top 10 team in college football. Their resume, their record just doesn't show it. Tough for them. They got a very convincing whatever pit this weekend. I think they won 57-3. to 14, Notre Dame. 13, Louisville. 23-0 over Duke. That's just big right there. That's big-time football. So with one loss in the season, a game they shouldn't have lost to Pittsburgh, win that game right there. You might be in this top-six combo right now, but you didn't. 13, Louisville. 12, Oklahoma. Taking a big dip in my rankings, from 5-12 to 12 now, because that loss to Kansas. Unacceptable, inexcusable. Big game over Oklahoma State this weekend. Let's see how that goes. 12, Oklahoma. 11, Missouri. Missouri moving up. They've got a showdown with Georgia this weekend. Shouldn't that be exciting, everybody? On the road, Missouri, a team that went toe to toe with Georgia last year. They had a double-digit lead over them at halftime. Ended up losing that game. Now, they're more experienced. I'm excited to see how that game goes on the road. See that in the hot takes. 10, Penn State, Penn State, shootout versus Indiana. What's going on right there? Why are you having a shootout against Indiana? A Team Michigan destroyed it. A team Ohio State destroyed. I don't get it. Penn State, number 10. 9, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, control their own destiny. That's all I'm going to say. One loss to Alabama, you can still win out for the rest of the season. You still play good teams. You're still going to play Georgia next week. Win that game. You might be into the FC Championship game. You might be into the whole playoff once all said and done. Nine, we'll Miss. Eight, Oregon. Like I said, Oregon plays like they're a CFP team. Plays like a top five team. They just have that one loss. It'll all figure itself out in the next few weeks. Seven, Alabama. Big game against LSU this week. This team's improving week after week. Six, Washington. What I've seen from Washington is nothing but atrocity. Since that Oregon game, tight game against Arizona State when it shouldn't have been tight. really should have lost that game, in my opinion. Then, another close game this week. Now we'd like to see Washington, number six. For five, Texas Longhorns. One loss in the season, but Texas on a roll right now, even without Quinn Ewers. They're winning every game convincingly outside of that Oklahoma and Alabama game. They haven't given up 20 points in the game this season, and they won that Alabama game. So, Texas, number five. For four, Ohio State Buckeyes. I don't care about your resume. I don't care about your two ranked wins. I don't care about your win over Notre Dame. And I don't give a damn about your win over Penn State. Michigan's going to play Penn State. Michigan's going to play Ohio State. Georgia's going to have ranked wins. They're going to play Missouri this week. They should beat Florida, who was ranked last week. Florida State has ranked wins over Duke, Clemson at the time. What does that mean to me, Ohio State? You almost lost that Notre Dame game. You should have lost that Notre Dame game. Penn State game. Offense was terrible. Last week against Wisconsin, offense was really bad. Had to get bailed out. Young Henderson had a 200-yard game. But what has Kyle McCord made you seen? What is his defense? That's top five defense in the country. Cool. Georgia has a better defense than you. Michigan has a better defense than you. Why you deserve to be number one in the CFP rankings? Not in my rankings. Four, Ohio State. Three, Florida State. I like this Florida State team a lot. Keon Coleman, maybe the best receiver in college football. Jordan Travis, sixth-year senior, be shown why he's so experienced as a sixth-year senior. Gets things done. Florida State, number three. Two, Georgia Bulldogs made in my Michigan and reason number one. That's not the bias talking. That's real talking. Number two, Georgia football. I like what I saw from Carson back this weekend. You're going up against a great team in Florida. You go down 7-0 early. How are you respond to that? Your best player on offense, Brock Bowers, without you. How you you respond? Played great in that one. They didn't give up a another touchdown to that fourth quarter. A lot of questions got answered last weekend. I had worries about this Georgia defense. I had worries about this Georgia offense. They got figured out but I still think Michigan's the best team in the country. JJ McCarthy, on third and long this season, one in completion. The rest of them either have gone for a first down or a touchdown. This defense has had an amazing season. Shout out against Michigan State. Starting defense for Michigan has only given up three touchdowns. Not many they scored. They've scored four touchdowns. The Michigan starting defense has four pick sixes this season, and they've only given up three touchdowns one passing touchdown. That's mind-boggling to me. Michigan, number one. That's my top 25. Leave a dozen in the comments. Now, my hot takes this week in college football. Let's hop into it. My six hot takes. A lot of great games this week. Hot takes weren't so great last week. Only two of six. Let's improve on that. Let's get six of six for the first time this season, this week. First game. Rutgers versus Ohio State. I have Rutgers being very close in this game with Ohio State. I think Rutgers, Gavin Wimsatt, has grown up a lot as a quarterback this season. But none guy has played well. And this game is at home for Rutgers. A game where Kyle McCord and Marvin Harrison kind of grew up in New Jersey. Ohio State wins this game very close over Rutgers. Kind of shocked everybody in the country. Kind of shocked the CFP committee saying, Ohio State does not deserve to be number one. Rutgers played pretty well in Michigan for about three quarters of that game. And then they struggled in the fourth quarter, losing that game. But Rutgers, I think they have some potential. 6-2 under Greg Schiano this season. Rutgers comes close with Ohio State at home. They don't win, but they come close. Next game, USC versus Washington. I have USC winning over Washington. Both these offenses are great, and both these defenses are terrible. USC won 50-49, and Washington scores a bunch of points always, and they always give up a bunch of points. So how's it going to work? I think the Washington offense can go cold way more than this USC offense can go cold. Washington's offense can go cold against a team like Arizona State, who's one of the worst defenses in the country, while USC's offense only went cold against Notre Dame, one of the best defenses in the country. And then Caleb Williams makes a statement right here, keeps their Pac-12 championship hopes alive. Only one loss to the Pac-12, USC over Washington. Next game, Texas over Kansas State. And Texas gets a win over Kansas State right here. They played them up in Kansas last year, and... Really close game. Adrian Martinez played well in that one. That's Will Howard for them. But I got Texas over Kansas State. Kind of being disrespected a little bit with this line of minus three for Texas. I think they blow Kansas State out of the water. Kansas State has really improved this season in the past few weeks. Will Howard, they went 41 to nothing last week over Houston. Team that Texas almost lost to. But doesn't matter. Texas League, Murphy, Jonathan Brooks, Xavier Worthy, defense, Steve Hart, Sarkeesian, too much over Kansas State, Texas. Next game, Missouri cuts it close. With Georgia on the road. Like I said, this game last year was very close. Now Missouri on the road this year. If they're at home, it's gonna be very well be a game they win. Georgia could have a hangover from that game they had against for last week. They're saying, ah, we're comfy. We're sitting great after a great game we had last week. I don't know about that. You're going up against maybe the best receiving duo in the country and Luther Burden and Theo Weese, A great quarterback, a very consistent quarterback in Brady Cook, a we'll good running back. Ladrick, this can kind have of a good game plan right here. Trip up the Bulldogs. Missouri, close with Georgia. Bulldogs win it, but close. Next game. Oklahoma edges out Oklahoma State in bedlam. This will unfortunately be the last bedlam rivalry until further notice. Even when Oklahoma moves to the SEC, they will not continue this Oklahoma Oklahoma State rivalry. Now, I already know Mike Gundy's hungry to win this one. Alan Bowman's hungry to win this one for Oklahoma State. And they're improving. They're 6-2. and two. They've lost South Alabama. That's not so great. And they've lost another team. South Alabama, that's a battle loss right there. That's what shows me vulnerability in this team. I don't care if it's the beginning of the season. Lost to South Alabama. Is lost to South Alabama. Oklahoma edges out Oklahoma State in this one. Dylan Gabriel makes the right plays. Please, missed the intro, Anthony. Maybe your top receiver out for the season, but running game needs to get going. This one, I think that rain delay messed them up a little bit. I think that defense really struggled in that fourth down play last week. Shouldn't have given up that touchdown. The to Jason Beam in Kansas on that fourth down play. And then you got the ball, it drove it pretty far about the twenty yard line, couldn't score a touchdown. Oklahoma edges out Oklahoma State in this one though. Wins the last bedlam. Until And now, the best game of the week. This game also has a lot of implications for the future, because SEC, Alabama-Texas, that's going to be a bigger game going forward. Alabama-Oklahoma, that could be a bigger game going forward. And this game about to talk about has some less excitement to it. Alabama-LSU. LSU won this game last year, now Alabama's at home. I can't see Nick Saban losing two games at home in a season. I just can't see it. Alabama gets the win over LSU. Jane Daniels Maybe the best quarterback in college football. He is tough to plan for. It's going to be a close game. But once all said and done, Jalen Monroe finds his guys, finds Jason McClellan, finds Jermaine Burton, finds Kobe Prentice. They win this game. Will Reichard kicker. He even matters in this one. Dallas Turner matters in this one. They all matter in this one. Well, one LSU that game last year was the home crowd. So many moments in that game, the home crowd helped them out. Doesn't happen this year. Alabama gets the win over LSU. Can't see Nick Saban losing two games at home. Alabama over LSU. That's about it for my six hot takes. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Now, the best last we'll question of the day. This next question is, who's going to be the best quarterback from this 2023 NFL draft class? I've said the draft time, think they're all going to be good. I think CJ Trout's going to have a good career. I think Bryce Young's going to have a good career. Anthony Richardson's going to have a good career. And Will Levis is going to have a good career. That's kind of what we've seen from all these guys so far. Will Levis, very small sample size we saw from him. He played great. Grace Young showing improvement week after week. Anthony Richardson was good in the small snap loss size we had of him. Now he's out for the season. And CJ Stroud has been the best in them all. So who's going to be the best quarterback from this draft class once it's all said and done? Leave your in the comments. That's about for question day this week. That's my score Sports on Lane Frank, episode 143 Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter, at Squared Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the world. Let's get ready for the Season 4 to be action-packed. Let's go. That's Bob for Square Sports, the lane That's 143. to 43. See you back here. Bye.